Well, one of the uh, worst mutters in Supercross history just went by. Uh, I mean, I was at uh, East Rutherford last year when we had to clear the stadium and then got racing again. But, uh, man, San Francisco this past weekend at Oracle Park. Last last year they canceled Oakland. I mean, uh, I've got Cole Thompson on the uh, on the line, and we know this isn't what he signed up for. Okay, I will say that, Cole. But, uh, Cole, thanks for chatting with us about uh, about that night. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely didn't uh, sign up for mutters and supercross and stuff um <laughs> kind of the i guess uh the weather had other ideas but uh yeah it was it was an interesting night to say the least for sure yeah it kind of makes you wonder huh we got winter in san francisco spring in seattle i mean uh with an, with open stadiums i mean we're uh, we're asking for trouble yeah exactly and uh i'm actually i'm a little uh, bummed on uh, my mud riding skills i'm actually a little bit better than that but lately um between last year's mudder and this year's mudder it seems like uh i need to go back to the drawing board and figure something out <laughs> all right so i mean heading into this one i mean the talk was it was going to be a mudder so what's uh i mean attitude wise bike prep wise team what you guys talk about and you know heading into this one knowing it was going to be likely as bad as it was yeah, we kind of knew, uh, even like after Anaheim, there was talks about it, but you don't know until the day comes and, uh, weather looked all right. Even on the day of, they had it, uh, somewhat sheltered with tarps and stuff. I was pretty optimistic, um, thinking that like, it wouldn't be as bad as, you know, people were saying it was going to be this and that. And we were doing track walking. You could see obviously like they'd gotten rain during the week and then it was just almost like a constant like a fog like a wet damp fog during track <laughs> walk and they'd taken the tarps off and you're like man like it's not gonna hold long like you could see that the track was gonna you know break down pretty quick and the worst part is is when you're doing track walk you're like it's not muddy enough to roll yet like it's muddy but you still have to jump everything so in my head i'm like i gotta do these triples i gotta do the finish line the rhythms and this and that and i'm like it's it's still mud so like that's stressful more than if you're just having to roll around the track and just get around and, and finish right so practice practice was the most stressful thing i would say knowing that it was going to continue to rain worse you knew that you had to get a decent time in the first one and to be honest with you my decent time came on the very last lap of the practice when it was at its worst condition um it just seemed like before that i would, I would have a good lap going cross right go off the track or do something weird so Got a lap in, and I think I ended up 21st in practice. And uh, that kind of just eased me a bit because then, obviously, once you're in the night show, it's just a matter of racing. Right. So at that point, you thought – did you at that point think you had another qualifier coming up? I knew it before they were going to cancel it. Just looking at how bad it was getting for us and then the 450s going after us because there's three groups of them, like – there's no chance that even if they do run, they're not going to be able to get the times. Oh, true, um, true. Yeah, so the yeah like the one. times are going to slow. Even from group one to group two, like the times have flown um, from 250 to 450, the times it's flown. It just progressively got slower and slower, and mainly because the ruts had gotten so deep at that point. Like even for us, we got out there and like, you know, there was one or two good ruts in the beginning, and then by the end it was just like deep, deep, um, mucky. It would swallow your wheels kind of thing. So, like for me, I had a close call in practice just even doing one of the triples. I got just a, like a little bit off balance going up the face, and the, the rut just hooked me left and landed where they put the, I guess you'd call like the flagger stand, but it's just a pile of dirt to the side of it. And luckily there's no top blocks or anything on it. And bounced off that, somehow got it back on track and still finished my lap. But 
Yeah, definitely hairy. Jeez, that's incredible. Hey, now I guess it's one of those things too, like you were mentioning about, oh my God, I got to do these triples, the finish line. Were you like, also you knew you had to put a fast line in. Were you like, are people still doing this triple? Are, is the top time, <laughs> are they doing these or what, do I have to do this? Were you wondering that? I could see, yeah, no, I knew people were still jumping and stuff. I didn't know, um, I didn't know what time I needed to get because I couldn't remember what times were from the first one. I was trying to remember just to have an idea. And you're kind of stressing because you could see that, like, I knew I was a ways off some of the guys in the first one. I was like, right. you don't know how many guys are going to jump you. So, like, I ended up 14th in our practice, which, like, normally a practice is the practice. So you're like, oh, okay, I'm 14th. But then right. I'm like, there was a couple guys that had leapfrogged in the first one. So, luckily, I ended up 21st. My teammate really had a bad, bad uh, practice, and he was um, on the making. He ended up 40th. And, like, that was even more stressful for him because he – he couldn't um he couldn't make some of the jumps and he just said he had a tough practice so like i was thankful that i was at least still in a good position for gate pick wise like i still i think i lined up 11th so not terrible okay hey now what about uh, i mean uh, unfortunately julian got bumped up to the group a which obviously made was even worse like you're saying b would have been better yeah. but uh are you uh, are you seeing these guys like guillaume st cyr are you seeing these guys at the track and yeah of course yeah. man it's awesome i you know i went up to gilliam there um before practice started and said you know like like it's massive what he's doing it's just him and his um his girlfriend i believe and you and know i cat. was there at one time i said that i was like you know i was there two years ago and Man, I root for him every weekend. I root for, um, obviously, Julian. Like, I, I have a lot of respect for him coming down here with him and his dad and making something of uh, making something out of Supercross. I mean, he's done really, really well. Uh, I don't think people understand how tough it is in Supercross in general, either coast. You know, like, uh, there's a lot of talk, like, oh, this coast is faster, that coast faster. Regardless, lining up for Supercross is tough itself. So good for those guys making the effort and coming down. I was actually rooting for Gilliam, was in a good position in the LCQ, and unfortunately the the track got him uh with a lap to go and and he uh he would have been in the main event but uh had the crash yeah didn't that suck i mean everybody's watching that that was that was incredible he sure got a lot of tv time out of it <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly that's what i said more tv time than i probably got the only time i got tv time i think was uh falling in front of, in front of phil which is unfortunate because uh that's not the type TV time I want. I don't want to ruin anybody's race, so I felt pretty shitty about that. Right? Yeah, I think we I think we caught a quick glimpse of you twice, and of course, like you say, it was when you were having problems, so that kind of sucked for you. Yeah, yeah, no, it went south pretty quick. Um, <laughs> night show, like it was one of those things you knew you had to get starts. Uh, executed an all right start in the first one, and just a, just a mediocre first lap, and I started to settle into a groove, and I was comfortable where I was, and then it was like one mistake led into two, and then onto the ground, and then. All of a sudden, I'm out of transfer position, but then hanging on to a transfer position, it's just like, you know, kind of controlling emotions that way and then also, like, focusing on the track. So, luckily, got through the heat race and ended up eighth. And then for the main event, man, quickly, like, right out of the gate, like, I got blasted with mud, like, literally just rolling. I just rolled into a tough block and just got stuck on it. It fell over. And then by the time I got all untangled and stuff i was already you know 20 seconds down and i was just like oh, i'm just gonna ride you know at this point like just ride laps and pick up positions but uh as soon as i started getting into a groove it was like uh maybe lap three or something i had a crash and then that same lap i had another crash and then i was like all right well now you know three crashes in you know so bars are covered in mud your seats covered in mud your your gear everything and you're mainly just trying to get the bike around the track to keep going and 
then I had a, another crash like a lap later or something like that and fell in front of Phil. And I was just like, man, like at this point, I just don't want to ruin people's races. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to just get through it and not ruin anybody else's race and trying to stay out of the way. And yeah, it was, uh, it was an upsetting night because I actually felt really good. And my mud riding skills have not shown actually the last two times we raced mud. I said, I'm a lot better than that. So it is what it is. Right now, now I've got to obviously always take my little notes and stuff like that, but I, I couldn't yep. leave. I, I started running out of ways to say it's raining even harder than it was earlier. Like it just kept raining harder and harder. <laughs> yeah, we came down to the line like for the for the main event and like it was it was proper rain for the for the heat race. It was kind of like drizzle, light rain um, during practice, drizzle, light rain for the main event it was proper rain. Like it was coming okay. down. And um, the the big thing was 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 taking care of your goggles and obviously taking care of your bike and stuff, making sure that, you know, you stayed upright. And, um, my goggles, I did good. Um, I pulled them with like a lap to go just cause I wanted, you know, clear vision. It was, I, I knew I was the last guy around the track, but goggles <laughs> were good and, and bike ran awesome. Um, other than me crashing it four or five different times, uh, the bike was phenomenal. So everything was, uh, everything was good on that aspect. Hey, uh, were you, sorry, were you, were you, uh, tear offs or roll offs? Uh, half tear offs, like for, oh. I had a stack of tear offs on. Right. And then once I went through those, then I went to the, the roll off system underneath the tear off pack. So it actually worked really, really good. Like those, this is where I made the mistake in the heat races. I didn't put tear offs on and right off the start, you just, you get that heavy mud stick to your roll off, which is fine. You, you pull the roll off, but when the roll off gets to where it like, um, it goes into the roll, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah, it yeah, would, yeah. it would have a clump. So like half my vision was blocked and you'd have to like actually get the clumps off and then pull the string and stuff. But in the main event, I had no issues with my goggles and stuff. And, and like I was pumped to, to have good vision, just, obviously bike wise i had mud on my hands and mud on the bars yeah it's funny i mean i mean i don't race anymore and i sure as heck don't race in a mud race but uh back in the day i mean roll-offs the, the strip was so thin and i just found it so stressful it didn't even feel like you're it just didn't feel like normal looking through the the tear-off strip now they're so much wider does it does it feel like it just you just could not relax looking through tear-off or roll-offs is it much it has to be much better now that they're so much wider yeah, so much better. The ter the roll off system's really really good. Um, they've really gotten innovative in, in ways of making it so that you almost get um, I'd say you get almost ninety percent of your vision. You know the 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 just the bottom little pieces is, is covered up um, with mud and stuff that doesn't get the strip. But they've uh, definitely come up with innovative ways of making the tear offs and roll off systems so much better. Like we have now with um, like Liat this year came out with. Um, sticky laminate tear-offs so uh, anybody that's ever ridden laminate tear-offs they're really awesome because they're all stuck together but if they get water between the lens in that laminate pack they're useless right now the the pack sticks to the lens so the bottom the bottom layer is stuck there so you never get water kind of like the tear-off gasket essentially is what right. they built for them and it works really really good yeah every time a canadian comes up with a cool idea someone has to go and up it <laughs> yeah no i know that's what um that's the problem right being the first through and then everyone uh follows yeah okay so you uh the main okay so another thing too is it was raining so hard i mean you know sometimes obviously we all know that the harder it rains sometimes it just makes it slop and you can kind of get through everywhere but this seemed to still have horrible ruts and you had to get like slot car racing were you able to go wherever were you in slots and having to put your feet up and paddle 
kind of yeah just slots you'd almost like you try to venture off the main line like a couple times i try to get out of the the main line to just see if i could find something you know that would for one um unpack your tires you know yeah. and open up the open up the tires so that they can you know spin off the mud but it seemed like every time i got off the main line like it was almost worse than getting into the ruts because it was just so thick it had become like really really heavy and dense and mm. anybody that's ridden in like really really mucky conditions knows like you know if there's a rut or something that you can get a base to like like the ruts all had base um it's almost easier as as much as like you look like a goon just paddling through it, but it's almost easier to get through sometimes. So for me, I, I found a good couple lines when I was making up passes and stuff like that. And, and again, like I felt really, really good early in the race and I wasn't even really stressing. I was just kind of just picking guys as they came to me. And, and then once I had like, uh, like I said, my second crash of the race or whatever, I, um, you lose so much time. I, I crashed on the up ramp of one, and it was just so tough getting the bike back up for the weight and then also up a steep ramp when you're not on the bike. You know what I mean? You're just starting from no momentum. So just weird positions I put myself in. Remember when you used to have to kickstart a bike, though, in that? Oh, man. Luckily, at least you don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, well, I never stalled the bike. Oh, actually, I take that back. I did stall the bike twice. So <laughs> I, 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 I did pretty much anything and everything. I stalled the bike without crashing it twice. But anytime I crashed, I somehow managed to keep the bike going so um oddly enough i stalled it just kind of just stopping in a rut you know what i mean just locking the rear brake right hey what um i mean with it raining that hard did you have any idea where you were were you even able to get pit signs like did he have a waterproof marker how's how's that going for pit signals and where the heck you were on the race yeah to be honest with you it was was tough to kind of know where i was at mainly my main focus was just getting in all the laps that i could and and trying to get take advantage of i guess some other people having worse race than or yeah, worse race than what I was having. So uh, at the end of it, I finally looked up and I was like, yeah, I was like 15th. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of crap. But, <laughs> oh, I, I said like, I mean, for the circumstances and, and the way the race went for me, I mean, 15th better than than not finishing at all. So, Right. It's, it's one of those things you're probably, I'm sure you're out there saying, listen, man, just cross the finish line. Other people are having more troubles than I am. I don't know where I am, yeah. but, but uh, just keep finishing and you're going to end up beating people. 100%. Yeah, you just got to, uh, at that point, just salvage what you can. And you're already covered in mud. And you're already having a b- kind of a bad race. Just uh, try not to make it any worse and, and get across the line as best you can. Nice. How much, um, what were the guys saying? Like, I was like bringing up Chris Elliott being uh, being a Canadian from Thunder Bay on your team there. What uh, the attitude in the pits? I mean, obviously, uh, with uh, Wageman and stuff, you guys are all uh, fun loving dudes and stuff. How was, what was the attitude like? I think uh, that's the cool part. I said this before with the team and stuff. It's a it's a very upbeat team, regardless of results. They want to see both me and Robbie be safe and stuff like that. And uh, unfortunately, Robbie had a crash in his heat race and hurt his wrist pretty good. And he still was able to line up for the LCQ and and then didn't make it out of the LCQ. But regardless, like my bad night or his bad night, like it's like a family. Like we all want to see each other succeed. We all are giving it a hundred percent, regardless of the outcome. We all kind of you know do this because we love it and we have passion for the sport so at the end of the night like yeah like i was bummed on myself but it's it's not the end of the world it's one it's one night of racing we got you know eight more rounds on the west coast um the team myself we we know what we're capable of and i think you just go back and and, and reset this week you know you talk about the positives that came from last night and and you know one of the positives for me was <laughs> obviously the the bike finished and, and i finished and stuff like that regardless of the result but yeah chris ryan um eric and joe like it's a small team and we all 
on our on our off nights we all come together and, and make it i guess somewhat uh of a positive so it, it's cool to because I, I i've obviously i take it pretty hard when i don't do good and i get down on myself but as i've gotten older i realized life's pretty short and people have short memories like i couldn't i, I was saying after i was like i couldn't even tell you about fifth at, at anaheim one you know what i mean like, <laughs> that's right I'm sure if I thought about it for a minute, I could. But, you know, I raced that race and I couldn't tell you who got fifth. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> everyone's on to the next race, right? You know, like yesterday's history kind of thing. So try to just remind myself that, you know, today's a new day and uh, we, we all kind of uh, get a new start every weekend. So we'll go into San Diego with uh, the mindset that we uh, we belong up front and we can do good. And we'll uh, we'll put our heads down this week and make it happen. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that goes for a lot of sports, right? Good or bad, you need to have a short memory and just kind of uh, put it behind you and, and move on. But um, okay, Cole, was that the worst mud race you've ever done, or can you think of one that was worse than that? It was the worst. It was the worst for this reason, and I said this to a lot of people this weekend. It it was the worst because when you're on Supercross in general, you have these peaks, like the finish line. Mm-hmm. the triples that they turned in and then you have these rhythms and stuff there's no area where you can just like one area that i can think of on the track was the sweeper before the mechanics area that you could actually just kind of just chill for a second <laughs> everywhere else was just rut to rut to rut and when you're like on a confined you know space as is and then there's steep peaks and stuff it's beyond difficult to navigate it like some of the best riders can look like complete idiots you know what i mean trying to ride it and like that's how I felt like not saying I'm a great rider, but you know, I'm a pretty good rider. I've done racing my whole life. I felt like a complete idiot because like you can easily get out of sync with the rhythm where outdoors you can, you know what I mean? You can get a long straightaway. You just got to get off the back bender, keep the front light kind of thing and navigate it. And then also you got to take into fact that all this dirt can brought in. So the dirt's already soft mm-hmm. and it's on top of a, a, a concrete base. So the water has nowhere to go. The water just sits on there. It doesn't like run anywhere. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a flat floor. So like outdoors, you can get sections that yes, obviously have lots of water, but then you get sections that the water runs away. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make it as bad. So I think it was the worst for sure. Um, you know, going back all the way to when I raced Daytona back in 2012 when it was that big mudder, it was a different mud. Uh, it had a bit more sand to it, a little bit more give, a little bit lighter, a lot of puddles so you could get the, the mud off the bike. This was a very heavy, taxing mud that just seemed like it just, as soon as you let off the gas, you'd almost just tip over instantly. You had to keep the bike moving. Yeah. Hey, did you happen to, uh, you? Pro- did you watch the 450 race? I watched it from the rig, yeah. I didn't go back over just because of the long haul, but yeah, I did watch the 450 race pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned there's really no place to relax or anything. Did you see Anderson reach for a tear off or roll off whatever it was down the start street and just went over the bars man that was that was a bad bad decision <laughs> yeah no and that's the problem right like you're trying to clear vision or just in general that was what got me in the heat race and i fell back a bit in the beginning i had to calm down was mainly you're just trying to get vision right mm-hmm. like you're getting roost and stuff and you have nowhere that you can just you know what i mean like just pull a nice tear off or pull a roll like you're barely surviving with two hands you take one hand off you're you're almost over the bar so that was another big deal that like there was no spots other than like I would just always make a point to pull my my roll off or a tear off by the mechanics there just right. because there's that flat part on that sweeper. Nice and, and I was uh, for I was really noticing Aaron Plessinger was doing that one massive double late in the heat races and stuff. Was anybody else even doing that? Do you know the one I mean? 
Is it the one before the whoop pad? It might, it might have been, but there was one that nobody else was doing, and he just kept launching it there for a while. I didn't see anyone else doing it. Yeah, there was uh, there was two. Well, the two triples they turned into doubles, which right. thank God they did because yeah. in practice, like I said, that was the scariest part of the track was jumping those things in the mud. Um, <laughs> not because like didn't have speed, because there was like you know plenty of speed to get for it, but you had to jump it through a you know a twenty foot rut from the base of the jump before kind of thing. So that part they changed was actually nice. But yeah, the the doubles that was another thing. If you could if you could still jump stuff, man, you were making up you know, 10 seconds to jump kind of right. thing if you could still jump it. So it was huge. Right. I guess yeah, at that point, you kind of got to start weighing out uh, risk reward kind of thing. How close is a guy behind you and what, uh, what are you trying to yep. do risk? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Now what about, uh, I mean, obviously you're in a good position this year, well, past couple of years with uh, handing the bike off and saying, sorry about that. How, how bad was the bike when you were done? Well, that's what I asked. Uh, steaming because obviously like i don't want to you know blow the engine they're like no it wasn't steaming too bad or anything it was fine and it honestly ran great like the bike i melted it pretty good just like easy on it not hard on the clutch or anything but it ran amazing like the bike was awesome and again like i go back to just how i felt on the bike was awesome so at the end of the night obviously the damage with the you know the bike being covered in mud chain sprockets all the bearings all that stuff need to come apart and uh i mean i'm grateful because if it happened I said this when I when I showed up there. If it was raining like it was, I would have not raced it two years ago when I was doing <laughs> it on my own. Right. Just because of the the amount of money that goes into rebuilding bikes, like it would cost you, you know, two three grand getting the thing rebuilt. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like I'm incredibly grateful to have a team at this point because otherwise I would have been watching in the stands or driving back to uh, Southern California. Yeah, you're not exactly hosing it off, lubing the chain and putting it back in the shed in that situation. No, no, <laughs> that, that, that mud gets everywhere. I mean, like, I, even even just the plastic alone, you know what I mean? You just trash the plastic, you know, with your with the thing covered. And I'm just like, oh, it's, just, it's a shame because you think of, like, <laughs> a lot of these privateers, you know what I mean, that go out there and, and give it their all to try to make uh, – you know, make the main event and they just fail short. Like I felt so bad for Gilliam, you know, he had a chance to make his first main event and, and then he crashes with like, you know, half a lap to go. And you're like, Oh dude, like the amount of money that he's got to put in already. And right. then now his bike's trashed and you just gutted for them. Right. Yeah. And man. Julian, you know, Julian was out there. I think, uh, it, it, that he has a broken thumb or something or he broke his thumb and yeah, broken thumb mono. He, you know what I mean? He's giving it his all and his dad's out there and you're just like, man, like, I've got it for any team, but especially the privateers and stuff. And we kind of like, we're a small team, but like, thankfully, like, you know, I do have a mechanic and stuff like that. And and he's awesome. Like he came back, my mechanic, Joe was actually the best part of the night. He came back, he was stoked. He's like, (laughs) man, you know what? Like regardless of that outcome, like I had a good time. You never quit. Like that's all I'm here for. And like, he was hyping me up and I was like, man, I was like kind of down at that point. He's like, you know what, dude, leave it behind. He's like, this was sick. I had a great time, man. I'm not mad. And I'm like, well, that makes it, you know, easier on me because knowing that he actually enjoyed it, somewhat enjoyed it, you know, it brings a smile to me because that's, you know, obviously like it's a thankless job at certain points being a mechanic. You know, it's behind the scenes, long days, long nights. And uh, I'm incredibly grateful that uh, to, to have Joe for the second year and him be uh, as stoked as he was on the day. Wow, man, that's, that's, that's really cool to hear. But I, I wouldn't yeah. call him today, though. Yeah, <laughs> the bike was going to be back. I think it's going to be back Tuesday. So um, the rig was going back to Phoenix. So I think he had a, a day off at least. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you're uh, 
you've kind of dropped to 14th in points, but it's a, it's really close up to 10th. So you're certainly not out of the top 10 as we as moving forward. That's for sure, right? So you uh, pretty uh, you know optimistic still, obviously. Yeah, I think it's early in the season. There's going to be um, plenty more opportunity ahead. Uh, I need to start putting myself in better positions and, and giving myself the best chance of a good outcome. Uh, obviously, round one hitting the gate didn't do me any favors, and then that round uh, getting stuck in a tough block, you know, right off, off, <laughs> off the first corner didn't do me any favors in both main events. So putting myself in better position and, and capitalizing on other people's mistakes, you know, whether it's a bad night or bike failures is what's, uh, what's going to move me up in the points. So moving forward just uh keep our head down try to get better times in practice give us better gate picks and better heat races then it kind of follows the night so that's the goal that's the agenda nice now i've been looking at uh, people commenting on fo- on on stuff up on our social media and stuff like that and people are all saying that it's going to be another mutter but i just checked the forecast and it looks like it's moved to sunday now so it looks like we could be okay are you guys do you think it, is it going to be dry this weekend I'm not making any comments. I made the comment that I didn't think it <laughs> just would be jinx, that bad. Just jinx everyone, Cole. Say it's going to be perfect. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not making any comments on the weather. I'll race whatever. So <laughs> it's going to be another mutter. If it's going to be dry, I'm going to be there to race. So regardless, I'll be there. Hey, I, one last thing, too, I want to mention, too. They showed uh, during the broadcast, they showed Garrett Marchbanks at Club Max doing mud Supercross motos because they were able to getting ready for this weekend. That's probably not something you guys do, is it? If you can find some rain, do you do that? Actually, last week we had to ride the mud oh, um, with the amount of rain. Yeah, we had to ride the mud quite a bit um, with the rain. But uh, I only did a day on the Supercross when it was muddy. Uh, probably should have done all three days. <laughs> and then uh, I would have been a little bit more prepared. But, yeah, no, it's it's not a bad thing to practice. The only difference was uh, the practice when you're riding in the mud. It's not also raining and you have, you know, 20 plus extra guys riding it with you at the same time. So it's hard to simulate it, but it is, I mean, it's never a bad thing to ride mud every, every now and again, because it tracks, tracks can be wet. I mean, clearly we raced in open dome, so it can happen. Right. Again, like you say, if, unless you're a privateer, then you avoid it like the plague, but uh, yeah, when you get, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, exactly. I try to, I try to take care of my, my, like I do all my own practice bike stuff. So I try to be as easy as I can on it, and, and riding mud every day is not an easy task to keep up with maintenance. <laughs> no, for sure. Well, cool, man. What's uh, what's the plan this week? Where are, you, where are you riding? What are you doing? Back at the Shoals MX oh, uh, with uh, Stu Baylor and the gang, and uh, plan on riding uh, a couple days this week, and then I think we have press this weekend for, for San Diego, so get some uh, extra track time, which always helps, and then... Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be ready to go in a couple days' time. Okay, so you're in my time zone. I could have called you earlier. I was giving you time to sleep in or to wake oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got back uh, 7.30 last night, so oh, okay. had a nice day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck, Cole. Have, uh, have a good week of training. Hopefully it's dry in San Diego. Uh, say hi to Jessica there from Tree 3 Media for us. And do you want to uh, thank some people there before we let you go? Just shout out to everyone that supports me, uh, everyone on the team, everyone that's uh, – that's on Instagram, social media, anyone that follows me or comments or whatever. I appreciate everyone. So thank you guys. Uh, how did Chloe take last week? Did she like it? No, she was soaked. She was uh, drenched. I came off and uh, <laughs> apparently she was dry because she was under some shelter in the stadium, but then she was waiting for me on the golf cart to uh, ride back and she got soaked. So she was, uh, she was a little wet, but she managed. <laughs> nice, man. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with us and filling us all in on that. Uh, that was just just a nightmare, man. Uh, you made it through, and good luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate okay, see you, call. man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.